If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, final hour of the Jesse Kelly Show, and I'm going to get to the the New York Times and the vaccine stuff I've been teasing for a while, but I do look, I, like I said, I wanted your phone calls on it. The Trump endorsements, did they bother you? And I was honest about it. They bother me. And it's not because I care about endorsements per se. I mean, I'm not, I don't care who somebody says I should vote for or not vote for. It's not that it's, I believe Trump has a personnel problem and he had a personnel problem last time. Surrounding himself with idiots like Omarosa and Rex Tillerson and Scaramucci and Bolton and all the endless idiots who kneecapped his agenda that he loved, that you loved, that I loved. And that's a problem that needs to get fixed. And when you endorse Dr. Oz, Hollywood liberal, that tells me that problem might not be fixed. And I'm concerned. Are you? I don't care whether you agree with me or not. There ain't no pressure on it. Jay in Pennsylvania, go. Is this me? Okay, so you're absolutely right about uh, Donald Trump is probably in the most uh, secure bubble there is, and maybe he doesn't know what's going on. Well, I'm calling from the blood-red part of Pennsylvania that is uh, anywhere, everywhere between Philadelphia County and Pittsburgh. Everybody here can see that Dr. Oz just moved here about five minutes ago, and we can see right through it. I'm looking at other candidates like uh, Joe Gale and his brother, Sean. They're both 
traveling from town to town. They're stopping in like little town hall meetings or a cup of Joe meetings they're having with like only 20, 30 people uh, and spending all day long trying to reach out to the people, exposing all of the pay to play. They Yeah. So what's wrong with these guys? What's wrong with these guys? I don't know. Jerry in Texas. Go, boss. Jerry, you're fired. Jerry, also Jerry, in Denver. Go, Jerry. Hi there. So about Trump's endorsement, mm-hmm. I'm gobsmacked by Rhino endorsement studies making. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we're not in the position right now to casually vote for people based simply upon Trump's endorsements or anybody else's endorsements that are saying, um, you know, because they're Republican, we're at a threshold of radical change right now. And we have, we do not have the luxury of not doing our own homework. I love that call. It's so true. And look, I, I guess that's part of, I should probably explain myself. That's part of where I am with why I'm so concerned. I have said repeatedly, I'm not backing somebody in the 2024 primary because I want everyone to get in. I'm in the minority here. I want everyone to get in and have one gigantic fight because I believe a brutal primary actually helps the winning candidate get ready for a general. You get sharper, bigger, stronger, faster, better fundraising, better organization. This guy's fired. He sucks. We need a new person in Iowa. Let's get this guy in Florida. I think it makes people better. So I'm not, I'm not, picking, on, I'm not picking a side here. I'm not. I believe, I don't think it's exactly debatable, Donald Trump is the presumptive nominee. When I say I want everyone to get in a primary, I'm well aware Trump probably stomps anyone in the primary. Anyway, I get that. I want it to make him better. Or if somebody were to beat him, then they'd be even better than him. I want the best. Why do I want the best? It's not that I don't appreciate the Trump presidency. I very much appreciate the Trump presidency. We are at a time, as she just pointed out, of critical mass in this country where they are in control of more institutions than they've ever been in control of before. They are extremely aggressive, and I mean extremely aggressive. They are aiming the forces of government against you and me. And the most prominent um, threat is the threat of white supremacists. We do not have time for four years of training wheels. We don't have time for four years of John Bolton, Omarosa, Scarmucci spending 15 minutes in the White House and then leaving to trash Trump again for two months while they write a book that gets sold across cable news. We don't have time for it. We need to be sharper and better and, and, and better personnel and people who believe what you believe and believe what I believe and believe what Trump's belie- Trump believes. And when I see these things over and over and over and over and over again, it leads me to believe maybe we haven't fixed the personnel problem. Maybe it's gotten worse. Tammy in St. Louis, go. Hey, so here's my take. Um, The endorsements, it's just not the first thing that Trump has done or said that has, you know, pissed people off. Um, And, and, um, I think that people that support him are smarter than to just go right along with what he does. Uh, so I don't, I mean, I, I don't know if my answer is yes or no. No, no, but, no, no. Listen, uh, listen, I, Tammy, I, I don't disagree with you at all. I'm not worried about Trump's supporters. I'm not worried about you. I'm not worried about you. You're going to be fine. I'm not worried about the effect mm-hmm. of the endorsement. 
I'm worried about what it says about Trump's inner circle. That's what I'm worried about. Okay. I'm not worried that this, okay. this pushes Dr. Oz over the edge. I'm not concerned about that at all. I don't care about that. I think sure. Pennsylvanians will choose better than Dr. Oz. Forget about that. I'm worried about what this says about the people Trump has surrounded himself with. We all have bubbles. We all do. You know, I, I sent a text actually to my boss. You know, I have a TV show every night on the first TV at 9 p.m. Eastern time. It's on again tonight. My TV show's on the first. The, the, look, it's free. Go download the app. It's on your phone, smartphone. It's on your smart TV. But I sent a text today to my boss, the CEO of the first, and I simply said, hey, what am I bad at? And it totally threw him f- for a loop. He said, well, that, that's a good question. Let me think about it. I'll get back at you. And here's why. Look, I'm not the former president of the United States of America and a billionaire with my own plane and and you know it's, it's I'm I'm not Donald Trump, okay, exactly. I'm just a radio dude. But even still, I have a hard time finding legitimate criticisms because everyone's just nice to you all the time. And I'm not talking about some random internet troll. Hey, your face is funny. I know my face is funny. I've been punched a lot. Hey, your hairline's receding. I know I know I'm losing my hair. I'm married. Wait till you get married, pal. Yours is going too. I'm talking real legitimate criticism. Hey, you say this word too much. You look this way. And no, I'm not encouraging you to email that in, but I don't care if you do. It's hard to find legitimate criticism. I'm in my own bubble. What do I need to get better at? How do I make the show better, snappier? How do I make the show more entertaining, more informative? And it's hard for me to find legitimate criticism as some dork of a radio host. How hard is it for the former president of the United States of America, all also billionaire? I worry that it's impossible. But I want to know what you think. Johnny in Jersey, go. First, I want to comment on the Medal of Honor Monday that you had for the submarine guys there. And... Command Sergeant Major Plumley during the first battle of the Idrang Valley when he mentioned to Lieutenant Colonel Moore that during a fierce fire like firefight like they were in, he says, you know, it's kind of like you wish you signed up for submarines. Other than that, there's other big-wig Republicans that are endorsing Dr. Oz, and I don't know if he can flip on a dime, but he has had different views in the past than he's pushing on the radio now. Yeah, you're going to have to forgive me if I don't trust the guy who moves to Pennsylvania 30 seconds ago and now all of a sudden he sounds like me on the issues when he's spent the last however much of his life pushing every, not even rhino, flat out left wing policy positions. Yeah, now I was born at night, but not last night. Andrea in Colorado, go. Andrea. Andrea's gone. Andrea's Andrea's no longer on the phone with us. <laughs> 877-377-4373. Do these endorsements concern you? Hey, look, the truth is we really, really, really need to beat this guy. They're the only outfit in the country that is immune. Imagine had the tobacco industry been immune to prostitute being sued. Come on. The tobacco company was immune to prostitutes? This is, this is going well. Or Joe Biden tells this little tale today. And I know it's controversial, but I got it done once. Ban assault weapons and high capacity. Okay, all right, right hold on. Bef- before he keeps going, 
What is with the constant slurring? I mean, I think we all know what the was, but it's constant. It sounds like Grandma Vodka half the time. All right, I'm going to let him finish. And I know it's controversial, but I got it done once. Ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. I was getting criticized when I first passed this law when I was a senator. And guess what? I was down in southern Delaware to do a lot of hunting and fishing down there. And I was walking up one of the creek beds. And the guy standing there said, you want to take my gun? I said, I don't take your gun. He said, well, you're telling me I can't have more than the next number of bullets in, a, in, 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 a, in my gun. <laughs> and I, I just want to point out, I'm going to let him continue. This 100% never happened. It never happened. He said, what do you think the deer you're hunting or wear Kevlar vest? What the hell do you need 20 bullets for? You must be a hell of a terrible shot. <laughs> I'm serious. Think about it. Think about the mass shootings. I uh, just want to remind you, I know you know, I just want to remind you, uh, the Second Amendment is not about hunting deer. In fact, the Second Amendment is not even about personal protection. Did you know that? It's not so you can defeat a robber who breaks in your home tonight. The Second Amendment was put there specifically just in case the government turned despotic and you had to fight them off. That's why it's there. Speaking of which, how many rounds will you take to hit your target? Be honest. How many? Get a Mantis X system. Did you practice this weekend? I practiced. I practiced with my boys. Not only did we practice with a pistol, we did some rifle practice with it as well. The Mantis X attaches to whatever weapon you're using, and you get practice inside your home without firing a shot. You don't shoot. You don't have to waste a dime on bullets or gas. You don't have to waste the time going to the range. Not that you should never do that, but you sit inside of your home and you get better. You get real feedback. They'll let you know, stop doing this, keep doing that. They'll put you through drills. Now is the time to make sure you can hit what you want to hit. Go to MantisX.com and get one today. It's what the Marines use. It's what the Special Forces guys use. MantisX.com. Don't hope you're ready. Make sure. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. She was far from in between. It was summertime in northern It is the Jesse Kelly Show. And remember, you can email the show whatever you want. Your love, your hate, your death threats. Your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. All are welcome. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Let's get to a couple emails before I get to the vaccine story. I'll get back to your calls. Dear Jesse, with all the talk about Hunter Biden's laptop being uh, the link to the big guy's involvement in Hunter's influence peddling and Joe's denial of knowing about Hunter's doing, would you please keep reminding everyone how Joe threatened to withhold the monies promised to Ukraine if the Ukrainian investigation of Hunter Biden wasn't called off. I actually, people, everyone remembers when Trump did this. He got up, this is before he was running for president, and he bragged about getting a prosecutor fired in Ukraine. The prosecutor who was actively looking into Burisma, the company Hunter Biden worked for with that ridiculous gig. People remember what he said. And I thought it was so odd because it was such a brazen admission. And so I went and asked my friend Miranda Devine about it. I have Miranda Devine on my TV show. And I asked her, I said, hey, why? You have it, Chris? Here's, here's what he said. Press conference said, no, I said, I'm not going to, we're not going to give you the billion dollars. 
They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a That's openly bragging about forcing them to fire a prosecutor who was about to start looking into your son. And I asked Miranda Devine about this because she wrote that book, uh, Laptop from Hell is the name of the book. It's a fascinating read on Hunter Biden's laptop. And she says the reason Joe Biden did that is he knew this laptop story was coming and he wanted to get out in front of it and make it look like he had nothing bad to hide, which obviously he did. The Bidens are dirty, dirty as it can be. Jesse, my heart skipped a beat to hear you read my tunnel rat email on the air. Tearing up, thinking about the other Vietnam vets I knew back in 65 to 70 in high school that enlisted and didn't make it back. Kent was a classmate that lived at home for wayward boys. Fred and I mowed the grass, so on and so forth. Um, Yeah, look... I've been digging in a lot lately to the Vietnam tunnel rats. I I just, what those guys went through, what they did is not something I would ever be capable of. It's a level of courage that I could never muster up in a million years. Crawling some freaking dark hole with a knife and a flashlight or a a gun and a flashlight or no flashlight at all. One guy, one guy was telling a story. I was, of course, nerding out on this this weekend. And one guy was, he was being interviewed. I didn't interview him. He was just telling the story. About how he was heading into this tunnel and he was looking for the guys. Some guy had run in there and he couldn't find him and he was getting ready to turn around. And it's pitch black. He doesn't have his flashlight on, but he has his knife out and he turns around and he couldn't see him. He could smell him. He could smell the fish on him right as the guy lunged at him. He accidentally drops his knife while they're struggling in the pitch black under the ground. And he ends up winning and killing the guy. And he's asked the guy, well, how'd you do it? And he said, well, I was a, a wrestler. I believe he was, if I remember, I may have this wrong. He said, I was an all-state wrestler in high school and I was just better at wrestling than him. Of, I guess his coach in high school had taught them to, he put a blindfold on the wrestlers and taught them to feel their opponents. And he gave credit to that for saving his life. Have you ever had to wrestle somebody trying to kill you in the pitch black under the ground? And if he wins, you're dead. That's, 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 not, that's not even human. This guy says, listening to yesterday's podcast, I heard you talking about the tunnels in Vietnam. Pre-pandemic outbreak, my family and I were living in Singapore. And he goes and, and, and he, he sent me some pictures of it. And he said, they, uh, the dude, he told us how they would make traps to catch and wound rather than infect and kill quickly. They would, he uses a bad word here, they would poop on the sharp parts of the traps to infect the Americans. Uh, and let me explain something. What they used to do, and they would do this all the time in the tunnels, oftentimes they would do this in the entrance of the tunnels, is they would have a punji pit there full of punji sticks. And punji sticks are generally just sharpened bamboo. They can be... Uh, steel, but they're generally just sharpened bamboo. And sometimes, sometimes they're just a hole with sticks sticking out of the ground. But other times, I, I'll never be able to describe this on the radio because I could never build it. Other times, they're very basic, but they have a rotation. So if you were to fall into it, they would turn in and pin you into it. And like he said, they would 
use human and animal waste on these things so you would get infected in the jungle. And that was just one of a million different things you could run into in there. I brought it up last week. They would nail or tie the tail of extremely poisonous vipers to the ceiling in the tunnel. And if you didn't see it in time, you have a very agitated viper hanging from the tunnel ceiling. You crawl into it. You're going to get bit in the face and you are probably not going to make it back to the surface before your body shuts down and you die. I know that's scary and that's ugly stuff, but I'm, I'm going to do a history podcast on that shortly because, because it just fascinates me. I'm trying to track down a tunnel rat who will sit down with me. Obviously, a lot of those guys don't want to talk for obvious reasons. I saw another interview this weekend of one guy. He was very frank. He just was convinced that he was going to hell because of what he did. Like It, it just... Those guys had a different level of, of what they went through, and I want to talk to one. I want to interview one as part of the podcast. All right, I'm going to get to your phone calls, the Trump stuff, and much more. 877-377-4373. Do these endorsements from Donald Trump, questionable at best, do they give you pause? Are you concerned? Or do, don't you care at all? All answers are welcome. Not pushing you one way or the other. 877-377-4373. Hang on. I can hear them say. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, 
and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never seen before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. In case you missed it at the very beginning of the show, we were talking about culture wars and teachers and kids and how we can't be neutral anymore. We can't say things like, get politics out of schools. We have to push. We have to push our values on people. We can't be neutral. Neutrality is a lie, we tell ourselves. We have to push our values. Aggressive. And aggression works. Aggression works. They're on the run right now. Keep them on the run. And I've gone through a bunch of emails. We went through, golly, the Joe Biden stuff on guns. Just just this stuff. And I know it's controversial, but I got it done once. Ban assault weapons and high-capacity magazines. I was getting criticized when I first passed this law when I was a senator. And guess what? I was down in southern Delaware doing a lot of hunting and fishing down there. Yeah, we're not listening to all that again. We're not listening to that again about Joe Biden. He always makes up these stories. <laughs> all right. I wanted your, look, I wanted your feedback on it. It's rare that I want anyone else's feedback, Chris, because I'm right all the time. But I, I wanted to know, do these Trump endorsements bother you? Dave in Denver, go. Yes, they do make me pause, but. And Omarosa and Oliver Elkia, it does concern me in the endorsements that he makes. Mm-hmm. However, I always go back to the three P's, policy, personality, and party. And when it comes to everyday life and the things that affect us, policy is the only thing that matters. And Donald Trump is the best negotiator and deal maker I've ever seen. So I, I, I would still vote for him 100%, even though I do have concern for the people he surrounds himself with and endorses. I got no issue with that at all. That seems really reasonable. I'd look, let's be honest. The dude was a dynamite president. The thing that hurt him was his personnel decisions, and I've wanted that to get better. That doesn't change the fact he was a good president for sure. Lou in Connecticut, go. I don't even know where to begin. <clears throat> we have many problems. We have a, we have a Republican problem, okay? Pennsylvania put forth these crap candidates. That's number one. Uh, Oz is horrific. Mm -hmm. There can be no excuse. I'm tired of hearing callers all day make excuses and come up with 5D chess explanations for the president's endorsement. It's ludicrous. Uh, at, at, At heart, the president has never pivoted from his lousy advisors. It's not just the people that he handed out jobs to, you know, Tillerson, uh, McMaster, Mattis. I mean, there's two dozen, Jesse, one or two people slipped through the crack. Okay. No one's perfect, but he has a horrible record because he's a default liberal. I look, he did some good things. I voted for the man. I happily voted for him, but 
I don't want a repeat because it obstructed the agenda. He made certain promises and the vast majority of them he did not adhere to because of these personnel decisions. Okay. Okay. Look, that's that's a totally that's a totally legitimate way to think. Lloyd in New York, go boss. Contrary to popular opinion, most Jews are not pro-Israel. They feel like God has let them down, and they worship the government instead. Also, as per the Stockholm Syndrome, they identify with our enemies. Lloyd, I don't understand what you're talking about. Which show do you think you're calling into here, pal? I'm calling in your show because you talk about Holocaust and stuff like with the Times. These <laughs> That was going nowhere fast. Luis in Denver, go. Hey, Jesse. I think my opinion, uh, Donald Trump's uh, fatal flaw is that, as a because re- he's a, real, a very successful real estate developer, he believes he can win over anybody with uh, success. And his flaw is he doesn't really understand communists, that a communist or a communist sympathizer, you can never win them over. You know, the... There's probably a lot to that. I, one of my friends, he got a lot madder at Trump for this than I did, but we were we were speaking about this privately. John Carl, I don't know if you know who John Carl is. He's this absolute disgusting communist hack for ABC, I believe. And he spent four years lying through his teeth about Trump and trashing Trump at every single turn. I mean, clearly somebody out to get Trump. I mean, clearly not one of these guys where you're not sure. Oh, you never know where he stands. This is a guy willing to do anything to destroy Trump. And one of my buddies called me one day, spitting mad about the whole thing. He wanted me to try to calm him down. And he said, you're not going to believe what Trump did. And I said, okay, what did he do? Apparently, Trump hosted John Carl for two straight days at Mar-a-Lago to give him a private interview. And my buddy was mad, and I was trying to calm him down. I was like, maybe Trump had a plan for it. And he said, honestly, what Luis just said. He said, no, he thinks these people can be won over. That you can strike a deal with him. He doesn't understand he's dealing with evil. Maybe that, maybe that's legit. Dan in Idaho, go. Hey, man, I agree with you 100%. Uh, I love Trump. I vote for him again in a heart, heartbeat. He didn't have good people around him last time, and we've got to pray that he'll get better people around him this time because that's his problem. He can do things, but three and a half years, it was the best three and a half years of my life, man. i never seen anybody as great as that guy, and I voted both ways in my days. Well, it's something we shouldn't forget either as we rip Trump's personnel decisions, something we should not forget it was three and a half years of a dynamite presidency. I mean, do we forget? It was like yesterday. The economy was roaring and we were energy independent and we were making the right moves foreign policy wise. It was like a dream come true. And then it all came crashing down. Look, I'll say something else, too. And I and I respect the fact that people are willing to criticize while also saying, hey, I'll, I'll vote for him again. I'll support him because I, I, I've maintained this forever. People on the right get mad at the never Trump types, and I do too, about the, oh, Trump's the worst, Trump's this, Trump's that. All they do is complain about Trump all day long. Just useless stab in the back traders. We get mad at him. But Trump, to his credit, does listen when he gets criticized. He does have big ears that can help him and hurt him. He does hear when he's being criticized. So if you're somebody out there willing to criticize him, that's good. If you... Can't put away the Trump pom-poms. You're the worst never-Trumper there is because you don't demand better. We are in trouble. 
We have a lot of work to do to save this place. We need to be better, sharper than we've ever been. Renee in Tampa, go. Why do you think Trump's endorsement selection is due to a bubble and not due to calculation as means to some other end? There's no calculation that could possibly explain some of these. That's why. And another second reason is I know from people who surround him how these things work. And it's not Donald Trump. Donald Trump doesn't have the time and or the interest, and honestly, who can hardly blame him, to field every single congressional race in the country and comb through the candidate. Do you think Donald Trump, do you think billionaire, former president, married to a supermodel Donald Trump is sitting down right now pouring over the issues pages of the candidates to see who he will or won't endorse? No, he has people. And that's fine. He should have people. He's the daggone president of the United States and a businessman. Look, I have people. You think I'm responsible for all the wonders of this show? Like the fart sound? I didn't put that on there. I don't even know how to program this. You think I'm responsible for the Jersey Girls? Oh, my God. Hey, how you doing? Oh, my God, Murphy. How you doing? Such a You having fun with your family? In the meantime, you're having all kind of other bullshit. A little too drunk? No, no, I'm not drunk, as a matter of fact. Can you put your mask on? You can go f*** yourself. How's that? You get the idea. I'm not responsible for this. I have people. I have to rely on them. I need them to deliver me the goods when I need the goods delivered. I didn't come up with that last audio. Well, that last one I did, but earlier when we were talking about Joe Biden in Ukraine... Chris recognized what I was talking about, dug in, and did that on the fly. I need good people. If I don't have someone like that, i got to find someone like that. All right. We have headlines I didn't get to. There's going to be a few of them. We still have a little more. Joe Biden, we're going to get to that in a second. Let me first just say this. I had a buddy of mine who went down to Florida over the weekend, and he had a chance to sit down and spend some time with Mike Lindell. And he came back and he said, look, I liked Mike Lindell before. I have a renewed respect for that man. And I already respected Mike Lindell, but I I didn't understand where he was going with it. So I asked him, I said, "What what are you talking about? He said, I'm telling you right now, man, that guy would give up everything to save the country. That guy is one of us. Look, I, I'm proud to speak for my pillow, and it, and it's not just because of the quality of the stuff. You know about the quality. Everyone knows about my pillow pillows by now, and the slippers, and the mattress toppers, and their Giza Dream sheets, which are sixty percent off right now. Everyone knows that. I'm proud to speak for a company that won't dump on this country. I'm so sick of that from everywhere I look, and you'll never get that from Mike Lindell. I support people who believe what I believe, and hey, sixty percent off Giza Dream sheets ain't bad. Go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code JESSE and you get 60% off. I'd recommend buying a couple sets at that price. MyPillow.com promo code JESSE or call 800-845-0544. This is the Jesse Kelly Show. Jesse Kelly Show, final segment of the Jesse Kelly Show. Remember, you can email jesse at jessekellyshow.com. If you missed any part of the show, it's on iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes. I saw this headline from the New York Times. I've been talking about it the whole show. I'm just now getting to it. So just bear with me before I get to headlines I didn't get to. What will motivate more parents to vaccinate their kids? 
And of course, this liberal harpy goes through all these parents that she makes them sound like a bunch of wackos who don't want to vaccinate their kids for various reasons. And it occurs to me, there are still people out there, lots of them, millions of them, who believe that children should get this therapeutic. Okay, by any measure, that's insane at this point in time. That's insane. And yet there are still millions of people who believe that. And, and that, that, that brought up this in my mind. I was trying to think about how we're supposed to handle the communists in our own lives. Because undoubtedly you have one, right? You have one. You have a kooky aunt. You have your brother who lives in the liberal part of town. And he went to Stanford and now he's a moron. You have one. We all have one, right? We all have one. So how are we supposed to deal with them? Well, it's important that we figure out what we're dealing with at all times. And here's what I mean. Maybe you're dealing with somebody who had liberal parents or too many liberal professors or liberal friends or a liberal woman or a liberal man, and soon they lost their mind. But you know they've got some sort of founding like you have because you have enough experience with them to know that. That's somebody who can probably be gently worked on and you have the possibility to save them. But there are two other kinds. There are two other kinds. There's the kind that, well, they don't want to be saved. They might even know they can be, but they don't want to be. You ever hear, you ever hear about the story of Spartacus? The gigantic Roman slavery revolt. It was actually the third of the slavery revolts called the Servile Wars, but the third slavery revolt. I read about it some, from time to time. It's a fascinating story. You've probably seen the movie. I'm not going to bore you with the details, but one of the things that's, that comes up is the slaves that are freeing themselves and fighting off the Romans and going through the countryside freeing other slaves. One of the things I always found was so odd was how many slaves didn't want to go. They just wanted to stay. They didn't want to be free. And how baffling that was for Spartacus and the guy. Like how, how could they couldn't they couldn't mentally understand it. And eventually they would honestly half the time they'd kill him, but the other half the time they'd let him go. They just didn't they could never relate to that. You and I have to understand there are not only tens of millions of people in this country who believe children should still get vaccinated. We can show them all the data we want about the dangers of COVID to children or whatnot. They're never going to wake up and see because they don't want to wake up and see. That's hard, right? It's hard. You don't want to think about giving up on someone, but it's true. And lastly, there's a third kind. This is my last thought on this before I get to headlines I didn't get to. And these are the ones you really have to worry about. There's a third kind that will positively hurt you if you try to unplug them from the matrix. They are so committed to being told what to think, what to eat, what to do, that if you attempt to introduce anything that will deprive them of that, they're likely to hurt you. Watch out for those types. And now, here's a headline. By the goal, you know the, you know the thing. Headlines we didn't get to. Breaking, DeSantis signs a bill investing $70 million into programs to support 
childhood, bravo, every other GOP-controlled legislature in the states should do the same. We cannot be neutral. We cannot just aimlessly float around because then they will win. We have to be purposeful and push our values. Fatherhood matters. With Roe in the balance, blue states push for abortion on demand. There's something fascinating happening out there. You have states like Texas and Alabama and others are passing abortion bans. Oklahoma is getting ready to pass the most strict abortion ban in the history of the country. The blue states are, however, going the opposite direction and going for complete abortion whenever you want it. It proves what I've been saying for a long time. Yeah, I talk about national divorce and how we need to get together and break up, but it doesn't matter whether we push for it or not. It is coming. We have two different nations already. It's just not an officially recognized thing yet. Half the country doesn't want this thing anywhere near children or schools in general. Hi, I'm a queer teacher and I 1000% do not support this bill. And yes, I do know what's in it. Well, in itself is just another way to stigmatize the LGBTQ plus community. Say that pre-K through third grade are not ready for such topics is actually internalized homophobia and transphobia. They're very much ready for these topics and are way more accepting than adults when it comes. New Hunter Biden laptop revelations raise counterintelligence questions. Yes, it would raise counterintelligence questions when the leader of the free world is at minimum related to, I think we all understand at this point in time, in business with somebody who has been compromised not only by the Chinese, undoubtedly by the Russians, and every other corrupt European country out there. Yeah, let's keep in mind, Joe Biden couldn't get a security clearance ever in the real world with that kind of resume. Disney Air comes out publicly as transgender and condemns anti-LGBTQ Air Force bills. I added the Air Force part at the end. Remember, the communist is not looking at the outrage at him right now and and saying to himself, I should back off, I should quiet down, I should moderate. The communist only knows one gear, one direction, and that direction is forward. He will not back off. We have to be as committed to stopping him. We'll be back to have some more fun tomorrow. That's all. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon. Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.